Greetings, and warm welcome to Revive Nations TV. We're glad that you're able to join with us today. Last week was absolutely glorious, where we learned from the book of Revelation of how John encountered a being. We also learned in that moment that the angelic realm wasn't just opening to us, because it had opened to us in understanding from the previous week. But last week we went deeper into understanding how our soul hijacks the full capacity of us functioning as spirit beings where we are. And more importantly, you'll remember that we looked into Hebrews chapter 12, 22, where we learned that it's not about going into the heavenly realm, but that the heavenly realm has come to us. The new Jerusalem has come down. We have come, are the exact words that we studied. We have come to that place. And this is where we are right now. And the reason why we don't function in our fullness of our capacity is our soul is too loud. People of God, we are excited for what the Lord has in store for us today. And I believe that you have diligently prepared yourself and that you are desperate for God to speak into this new area that we have gone into. And we know that this is only the beginning of a very beautiful journey. So, people of God, would you please help me welcome and honor our man of God, Prophet Shaiju Matthew. Thank you. Thank you, people of God. I want to welcome you for another Kairos moment with the Lord. So we thank God for bringing us to this place. This place is a very mobile place. Mm. We are moving in the spirit. It is a journey and we are going to new places every single week. So if you're not attentive, you, I don't want to see anybody being left behind in the last week or the week before. I hope you're all traveling with us and I hope you know that the Lord is meticulously leading His bride. Mm. I was thinking about this. There is nothing that is forcing me to share these things that would probably be mocked by people that don't fully understand it. It's easier for me to just keep it to myself and have a private personal journey uh, with the Lord. But if the Lord is allowing me to bring it to you, I'm also hoping that our people will be diligent, attentive, and activate principles and connect with us in that level. It cannot be or it should not be like you go to a classroom and you assume that the teacher is about to teach the next chapter. Yes. I'm telling you, things of the Spirit. There was a reason why Obed was fearful to represent Elijah. Mm. 
because according to him he is going to go tell Ahab Elijah is here mm. by the time he gets to Elijah he said the wind would have carried him away so essentially what he is saying is that you're saying that we want to have a conversation and i'm going to go tell that to the king and ahab is going to come here and then by then the wind has already carried him mm. so where do you continue the conversation from because being a spirit being the spirit the wind has already carried him to another location so the only way somebody can actually have a full fledged conversation with a spirit being is if he also learns the art of being carried by the wind and being in the same location as the prophet is mm so that that conversation might continue that is the dilemma mm. now what i just said to you to many would make no sense <laughs> but if you meditate on it i promise you it will make sense to you because we as spiritual beings we are being moved from glory to glory if you are being led by the spirit then it is not the same individual you meet that you met last week the information is not necessarily coming from the same level mm. i can tell you already in the spirit i can sense the level of preparation that has been done in order for this word to settle into you and today it shall be well with you in Jesus name so we'll see what the lord has in store for us today thank you prophet and prophet this week we've had many people have had different encounters and experiences from last week's word and the previous week wow. it's been an overflow and people have been sending in testimonies just expressing their joy and their gratitude for this new level of understanding and not just understanding and knowledge but experiencing the truth hope uh, people are more sensitive to the things of god amen prophet from last week there was there was so much mm. that was in that teaching and from it we have many that have still still have questions okay and questions are good we we want to go deeper into understanding this we want to go deeper into um not just the knowledge but making it our reality of of walking in to that realm and becoming one with the word mm. we we are striving to receive the word at the level that it is coming to us and we want to move towards that level and so if i if you allow me i have just a few questions i would like to get into absolutely absolutely one of the questions came in it was from back when you had started talking to us about equilibrium mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's a very valid question in which is a, is a question that's come now or is it has come up now okay yes okay so then we can is it connected to the subject we are dealing with it is okay go ahead yes. go ahead the question that was asked says that 
We've been talking about equilibrium for some time now and about not being carried by our emotions and our thoughts. And the question about the revivalists, when we see a lot of revivalists, it seems that their emotions all many times preceded them. How would you explain a revivalist being preceded by his emotions or her emotions, whereas us, we're trying to have that equilibrium and not be led by our emotions okay. and thoughts? So uh, this question came from trying to understand the context of the question. Is it is it because of we trying to understand John and his uh, equilibrium and him being in heaven and his soul manifesting in? Is that is that the context? So she doesn't mention about John in this, but it came up after hearing the message on John. Come because you guys are doing a good job last Wednesday discussing. Uh, thank God that uh, Wednesday, what you're doing is of so much essence. Because there's so much of information that God gives in the service, we have to be faithful to digest it well. Let, let me hear any, any other questions you want to ask. We can, yes. so we, that way we can flow. Now we have many other questions, man of God, that came in. Not too many, but. <laughs> People are very excited about this, this not the subject or top, topic, but about where we are going and where we are. And another question came in regarding John that you were talking about last week. And last week you were talking about how John carried information in his spirit. Okay. And when he was on Patmos, um, his, in, the information that was in his spirit uh, didn't allow him to be killed. Okay. So he demonstrated in that moment that he walked in the fullness of his spirit. You're referring to when they threw him in the oil. Correct. Okay. So being in the oil, he didn't die. Mm -hmm. And as you were talking about last week, your spirit, when it's in the fullness, you come to a point where, I'm going to use the line that you said, because mm -hmm. it was so mind-blowing, that even bullets need your permission. <laughs> right. Praise God. And so the question here is, you know, if, if bullets need the permission, talking about that information in the spirit, at a certain point, he's also in the book of Revelation on Patmos meeting that being. Mm. And the information that was coming to him, you mentioned that it was coming into his soul, mm. he was receiving it into his soul. So how do we, how do we navigate bringing the two together that previously he was in the fullness of his spirit, mm. not being killed by the oil, now on Patmos, He's receiving information and it's in his soul. His soul, being full of the Spirit is not absence of your soul realm. Mm. And you're, 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 as long as he's on earth, he's still being, that is still being processed through his soul. Mm. Okay. It's a, I see. It's a valid question. He goes on to more, if I can share. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. And there's another one that came and says, talking in the same context, even Stephen in the Bible, mm -hmm. it says that Stephen was full of the Spirit, even until death. Mm. And so now he wants to know, how do we compare the fact that John, the Spirit decides when you're going to die and not, and Stephen full of the Spirit until death, 
that he went being full of the Spirit. See, you see, when people ask questions, they don't realize sometimes the answer is in the question itself. <laughs> because you said, Spirit decides. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is the answer. If he didn't decide, Jesus chose death. Stephen. Mm. Wow. When you have seen the glorious Jesus, the only way to meet him face to face is through stones and pebbles. What would you choose? Stones and pebbles. Okay. <laughs> so that's your answer. But, but let me let me start with the first question. We'll come yes. back to the second question yes. and take you a little further. I hope you are all interested in this. I hope uh, our people are excited this morning. Why don't we just, wherever you are, just make a joyful noise to the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Because that excitement, the Lord needs to see. Mm. Yes. So let's just love Jesus. Let our love for the Lord overflow. Let's take 30 seconds and clap hands for Jesus. Amen. And just worship the Lord in the beauty of His holiness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God for good job that the worship team has done this morning. Amen. So we start with the first question, the equilibrium. That the revivalist, you see that they, they many instances that they talk about, they were overcome with emotions. They cried, they wept before God and then revival came, tears and prayers. You know, this is a huge problem in our generation that those that write about revival very rarely are the ones that God used for the revival. Mm. Or those that have experienced revival, not too many have the grace to articulate in its full capacity. And of many that have been able to articulate, very few people have been able to decode or to have a full understand, comprehensive understanding of the function behind. So you can have a product, but does not necessarily mean that you understand the formula that exists to create that product. Wow. It's also probably why we have not too many times been able to replicate revival. Wow. Hey. Because we have not managed to locate that formula. Yet we have abundance of words to describe it. Mm -hmm. wow. <laughs> See a problem. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so many times we've gone to a moment in history. We have located a moment. We have frozen it in time. We have studied it in our natural perspective. And 
we are quick to make theologies around that. Mm. Yes. So when you look at a revivalist and that revivalist is weeping his heart out, crying his lungs out, you come to that place of concluding that this was the reason why God used him to be a revivalist. Mm, wow. But we have to, now because of your question, we have to zoom into it a bit more. My goodness. And we have to really now start weighing it in the spirit if, if you can allow me to. Please. I've said this before, wisdom is not in the experience. It's a product of divine blessing. Okay? <laughs> so I carefully tread, if you will allow me to give you this perspective. Sometimes I wonder why why do I have to say all this in public and then just till the pot? But I guess that's one of the callings. Does God answer tears? Does God answer every tear? Mm. Can tears be used to manipulate this God? Mm. So we have this moment we see of a revivalist on their knees with great emotion. So we come to a conclusion. But we have to now weigh it in its entirety throughout the Bible. If tears is what produced result, why did God ignore the cry of Hagar. Mm, wow, yes. Hagar's cry was not what God was drawn to. Mm. So, does God respond because there is an emotional display? Wow. If then, why was God so disappointed with Elijah, who was in deep depression? Mm, yes. I was an emotional display? Yes. Yet God responds to Hagar's child, right? Yes. Yet God responds to Elijah on bended knees on Mount Carmel. Mm. Okay. Wow. Okay. Now I'm trying to show you. So was it emotional display that drew God's attention or the location from where it came from? Mm. Because there is an emotional display under the juniper tree. And there is an emotional display on Mount Karma. Both had different response. Mm, wow. So that's why I say, there is a theology that we can form just by looking at a moment. And then you start going closer 
and start weighing that moment and then you start seeing wait a minute god didn't just go by visual display there's more to how god looks this is where many people miss so and it sounds to me prophet if i may that we create formulas from what we see because we're not in the same location as that person that's why we have so much religion in the church mm. religion comes from somebody looking at a moment a result and now they start imitating that without understanding and is a result of that so let's let's please don't get me wrong you know because this is the problem you hear one part of me and then you conclude that maybe maybe i disagree with something else it's not true i i am a ferocious believer of the power of tears in mm. fact i included that in the book i wrote his nearness okay but you need to get the full context when you see that revivalist on his bended knees one thing that you can be sure that the day one of him weeping you don't see the lord manifesting and responding to him in the case of ivan roberts with the welsh revival yes you see for 6 months every morning 3 to 4 hours every morning he would be on his knees crying out to the lord and at 1.6 months later you see a shift happening and you have to then look at daniel daniel the day he got to the lord that day answer was sent day one his answer was sent wow. so so you have to now start evaluating say wait a minute why did somebody's weeping and crying takes 6 months yeah and another man bows his knees and already heaven has already sent his answer exactly you have to weigh it you have to weigh it because we are not all able to move heaven in the same capacity mm. we all have access to heaven yes but we are not all able to move heaven in the same capacity that's brilliant okay that is the different so we have to learn to respect mm. those that are able to move heaven so then you need to study what was happening so at some point even if a cry started from a soulish intent mm. for example yeah. born out of ambition yes try oh i want to see the bible i want to see yes. yes that cry is not answered from heaven If you're crying for revival and your desire is so that you can become the most famous church mm-hmm. yeah that cry will not get a response that is why some people prayed for 7 years some people prayed for 12 years why because there are things that have to melt away fall away from your soul realm wow so you're looking in this scenario where god waits until every part of the soul realm is melted away jacob came to that in a moment all that he had was stripped away 
everything that he had was taken away from him his wife's children his wealth everything crossed over the river and he was alone with the lord such are the moments when now you don't need to shed a tear you already attracting angels angels can see that now your soul is bent off and your spirit is ready to deal with god and yet in jacob's situation you see the angel still had to come and what was left was his ego yes everything else was taken there was one part that was still left behind that was his pride mm. yeah and the angel said okay this fellow he lost everything but he's still holding on to his pride so he wrestles with him till dawn and touches his hip and in that moment of dislocation all his pride is stripped away thank goodness and in that moment he receives a new name israel so the question is at what moment at what moment does heaven respond what are the things that are still part of us even in your pursuit of god what are the things that have been pursuing along with you yes that has hindered god's response you built your altars you love jesus you're running after the lord but yet there are some things that have not yet died yes yes so these revivalists are simply people that have persisted and what do you do man of god every day when you go and weep before god as these revivalists is there's a certain part of you that is melting day 2 day 3 day 4 Five, six, you're screaming louder. Seven, you're shouting. Eight, you, and then ten, you're tired. And then you persist. Then fifteenth, you're back. Twentieth, you're like, God, I hear no response, but I'm back at your feet. Thirty days pass and you're telling God, I see no answer, but I'm here. Two months pass, now you're really thinking, does God listen? Three months pass, your friends are mocking. Four months pass, spirit is now getting still before him five months pass six months of staying in that place it is in that humility heaven's home equilibrium you come to the place of perfect rest you know man i've got hey you guys have asked me a question that stirs me up Ivan Roberts came to such a place of rest that he would come to some services and he would come up and say you don't need me you guys are so fine he could sense it when somebody was so fine tuned he would come and look at the audience and see that they were so much ready to receive god he would come in and say you don't need me and he would walk out and the moment he walked out glory would fall in the meeting 
goodness. And they would have meet services three days after he left. Wow! <laughs> because he had learned to identify a group that is completely surrendered. What would happen is they would be waiting for him to come to preach, and he would intentionally delay, 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 and they would still be waiting. So when he would come into the service, and he would be able to locate that they were completely at rest, and he would tell them, "You don't need me now. You're ready." walk away from that meeting and the glory of god would manifest in that location so some 34 was 18 we'll see something that explains that heart We'll see the same in Psalm 51. I have Psalm 34, verse mm. 18. Okay, you're a man of God, and it says, "The Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart." The Lord is near to whom? Those who have a broken heart. Okay. So, any individual that has a broken heart, mm. you already have the attention of God. Wow, He's near to. That is why widows and orphans, mm. people that are rejected, they are candidates for His nearness. Remember my words. Yes. I've chosen it carefully. Yes. They are candidates for His nearness. That is why you don't want to pick a fight with certain people. Mm. Rejection of man qualifies you. to his nearness. Mm. Yes. But yet not everybody that has the Lord near to them has been able to tap into grace mercy and favor. Yes, you're right man of God. We've discussed that last week. Peter was near Jesus mm. and yet he was sinking in front of Jesus. Yes. In next to Jesus. Yes, yes. So nearness does not necessarily mean that you have now tapped into his fullness. That is why we need to pursue understanding. Pursue his manners. That is what we're doing week after week. Mm. Trying to not just come to a conclusion by a perception. See? Thank God for this question because I was able to expose this huge yes misunderstanding that yes. we can have so we cannot come to a conclusion because of a perception there's always somebody out there that we can bring to where we can have a, have a higher perspective mm-hmm. the next line from there goes on to say and he saveth such as be of a contrite spirit ah So the saving does not come to just because you are broken. No. No. Saving comes to whom? It says it comes to those that would be of a contrite contrite spirit. The meaning of contrite. It's a humble spirit. Yes. So now we have to get this clear. God looks at it and says, "Okay. He's broken. Okay? He's near death. But it does not automatically activate his help. Mm. 
that means everybody in the world would now be seeing god's hand yes we don't see god's hand everywhere in the world there's too much brokenness in this world the lord is near them yet he's waiting on them yet he's wow. waiting on them to call upon him and to call upon him is to have salvation call unto him and you shall be saved but not everybody that is broken tearful weeping are tapping into the second part of salvation because some people are broken and they become very angry wow yes some people are broken and they become arrogant mm-hmm. some people are broken you know, god god has allowed brokenness to come but it has made them more rebellious oh some people are broken but it has made them foolish and that's why the fool says in his heart there is no god mm. okay so brokenness does not necessarily attract god tears does not necessarily necessarily attract god it is the humility in the tears that attract god i've said this long ago long ago when i said this i had some people freaking out i said unity does not bring revival yes i remember when you said that years ago maybe 4 5 years ago yes even even more than that actually actually i was probably 21 22 years old mm. in a pastors conference i told him that because the lord had spoken to me that he said you are seeing unity but the lord said they don't have humility that's how i i think even this you will find it in the book his nearness mm-hmm. so unity does not bring revival otherwise why would god be so mad at the tower of babel mm-hmm. it was not unity it is the humility in the unity so you have churches that come together around a concert the churches that come together around a celebrity speaker mm-hmm. but what you need to look at is how much percentage of humility is in it this is also the reason why god has to allow certain dark periods in america wow because there is pursuit my goodness but how much of it has humility in it so you will see the hand of the lord oh wow but god will still allow certain things that bring panic okay i will leave it at that i won't my goodness i won't go beyond that um, but you will see the hand of the lord so we have to be able to understand it in its in its fullness so that can lead us to the second question mm. so you're seeing john in heaven mm. he's still asking questions yes because he's still on earth and he is being carried to heaven mm. so it means that his body is still there his soul is still housed in his body his spirit is now carried by the lord mm-hmm. 
he's still not fully quickened mm. okay yes now the question the logic is that because he was able to not be cooked in this hot oil so technically now he's functioning in the spirit mm-hmm. and the spirit is now having dominion and his body responds to that information in the spirit right wow. yes and then he's taken to heaven and yet his spirit still is not quickened to his fullness mm, yes so there is still parts of him that needs explanation where now an angel of the lord has to come to him and explain to him what he sees mm-hmm. when you see john escaping that hot oil mm-hmm. you want to see it in different angles different perspective okay is this because his spirit is now fully quickened okay or is it because he's come to a spiritual understanding of the spirit he is mm. and his assignment is not over so he looks and says ah, i'm not ready to die mm. wow or three is it simply the gift of faith in action mm. okay yeah you wow. understand because wow. last week i said again jesus entered and he did not function in the gift of prophecy yes Yes. he just knew he just knew okay. but you can do the same with the gift of prophecy if you've learned to maximize the gift of prophecy mm. okay you can still come to that location okay. but yet this is not that yet the gift and the knowing is not the same wow and in the same scenario in john is he now functioning as a quickened spirit on earth mm. or is he now functioning in in simple faith that god is honoring him wow so while you're on earth you are constantly learning to be less of this earth mm. and more of the spirit yes so the more you grow the more information you have in your spirit wow the more you understand so you, when you see john asking questions he's still on earth mm. and he's still growing Okay. Wow. He's growing with information from heaven. In heaven is growing. Yes. Okay. He's still growing. Now, many of us we immediately will think that hey wait a minute for that to happen now we have to go to heaven. So that we can also ask questions and we can also grow. Yeah. Not necessarily. We can still grow here by asking questions mm. and learning and probing knowing where to find answers because there are some people here on earth that can still give you that information mm. as john was asking the angel so that means that we have to now understand that god is bringing us to a place where god is continuously preparing us to look like how we are supposed to look when we reach heaven i said that last week again that does not happen after you reach heaven it starts while we are on earth the greatness of that brightness that you have in heaven does not happen after you reach heaven mm yes the greatness of the brightness happens on earth the more you shed away the soulish realm wow the more you die to your flesh here the greater your light becomes brighter mm. while you're on earth my 
Okay. So what you see in after our time on earth is also the result of how your spirit grew while you were on earth. My goodness. So you have to understand the form and the factor of heaven. The form and the factor. I, I hope you're ready for this. I hope the people are paying attention. We hope we're ready for this. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a verse. If you can understand how God sees His angels. Mm. Go to Hebrews 1 verse 7. Maybe you can start from verse 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Mm-hmm. Starting in verse 1. God who at sundry times and in diverse manners spake in time past unto the fathers by the prophets hath in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he hath appointed heir of all things by whom also he made the worlds okay so we won't go into too much detail from this verse because it's one of the most powerful verses in the bible um, but let's stick to the topic so you see how god begins to speak in the old testament it was the father's involvement with humans yes and then he's saying the second part is the christ the lord jesus involvement on earth yes okay and when the lord jesus came his objective was to bring the holy spirit mm. okay so we are in the third part where now christ is on the seated at the right hand side and yes. he has introduced the third person in the trinity that is the holy spirit mm. okay so paul is now speaking to us from that perspective and he's trying to explain to us the value of what we have received mm-hmm. okay go on and then in verse 3 who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person okay one more time he is what being the brightness of his glory brightness of his glory so the so jesus is the brightness of the glory of god yes so what you see you don't really see the sun what you see is the brightness mm. okay so you don't really see the father what you see is the brightness that is the lord okay he is the brightness of his glory so see right with that one line you will begin to see how god sees and interpret things perspective mm. of god is what we are pursuing right yes it's not how we assume things again it goes back to what i shared a year ago everything in the kingdom can be measured by light and darkness yes. shades of light shades of darkness okay many people have managed to tap into the greater brightness and then i said the second scale is how god weighs everything yes okay, there are the two measures in the kingdom we, we, we won't go too much into that and and go on brightness of his glory and the express image of his person okay express image the totality of the father was seen through christ meaning is the 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 nearest the clearest image of who the father is mm. so if you that is why jesus said if you've seen me you've seen the father yes okay go yes, on yes yes 
and upholding all things by the word of his power upholding everything all things by the words of his power so the words are powerful mm. the word is what upholds this universe so you're seeing the earth the planets the universe everything is upheld by his words mm. okay when he had by himself purged our sins mm -hmm. sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high so this is talking about the crucifixion yes after the cross he takes the blood as the chief priest the high priest he goes to the throne room with that blood that is speaking for us and then he is seated at the right hand of the father yes. okay mission accomplished my goodness now he's seated mm. at the right hand side of the father all right go on being made so much better than the angels suddenly the topic changes into angels yes being made so much better than angels yes so you have to think what happened here for him to be made better than angels mm he's talking about about the father and suddenly he switches topic and he starts now starts again weighing right scales kingdom is all about weight what mm. do you weigh you weigh light okay I'll, i'll leave that line alone i'll leave that line alone so and then he begins to now compare him and the angels mm -hmm. and he said you you've been made better than the angels so yeah we have to start thinking what, what part how did jesus with all his glory with all the power what does he do he is now leaves everything behind and now he comes into the human body the flesh okay he now puts himself into this body thus becoming lower than angels mm oh come on okay yeah because what makes an angel an angel is because he's not limited to this body okay so now there can be somebody i i don't want to lose you please pay attention <laughs> there can be somebody who has his body but has learned to not be limited by this body hey, come on okay. i'll just act like i haven't said it let's go to the next slide <laughs> so here is jesus now he is now sitting at the right hand side of the father and the bible is saying he is now made better than the angels yes what happened number 1 his body is now quickened mm i introduced that word last week yes remember now is his body is transformed she has not lost his body but now that body has been transformed mm -hmm. and that so will it be to us okay in the quickened body there is no death but in this body right now you still see that every second there is aging yes ah uh, i don't know if i should say all this but <laughs> there is a place where your spirit can be accelerated to where natural elements have to bow down to spiritual elements mm. okay there's a reason why the bible is said in puzzles <laughs> you have to interpret it for yourself so that 
should help us understand. So there was more that happened to Jesus. Now this is this is exciting, man. Of mm. course, this is exciting. So he is now quicken. Yes. But so are the other saints. Oh wow! Yes. Because when Jesus died, tombs they came out of the tombs. Yes. So when it said they came out of the tombs, physically they came out of the tombs. It was not the spirit that came out. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 <laughs> that yes. means the bodies were quickened. Wow. Okay. And they are now taken up. Mm-hmm. So we have to understand at that point. So what makes Jesus more greater than the angels? That's what the next line talks about. Okay. So having been made so much better than the angels, uh-huh. as he hath by inheritance okay. obtained a more excellent name than they by inheritance by inheritance 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 he has received a more better name the name Jesus. My goodness. Okay, go on. For unto which of the angels? Hmm. said he at any time thou art my son ah son yes so you you're wondering what is this inheritance because in order for you to understand inheritance you have to understand sonship mm. he's saying by sonship he has inherited something from the father that is making him worthy of being greater than all other angels mm. because none of the angels have had the grace of sonship my goodness but by the grace of sonship he is now superior than the other angels oh my goodness you see the enemy will always fight you and stop you from this understanding identity in the kingdom of god is power wow if the enemy can make you ignorant about who you are the inheritance that you have the value of sonship the protocols of the kingdom the way the kingdom functions mm-hmm. the way you inherit things in the kingdom yes if he can just make you ignorant about kingdom yeah and make you think that the kingdom of god is like the democratic system of the world whoa, 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 whoa. then you become a powerless christian yes he does not want you to understand how the kingdom works because in the kingdom you inherit there are some things you get out of inheritance mm. there are some things thank you jesus that you go through certain things you go through certain trials you go through certain test like Jesus went on the cross that now makes you worthy of receiving that which was already yours wow so in the kingdom children of god there are things that are already yours that is yet to come to you mm. because you've not gone through certain tests and hey, yeah. passed those certain tests hey, yeah. where in those tests you have denied your flesh Okay. Wow. I'm just giving you the key right now. My goodness. Jesus in denying his flesh. Mambro cosere cariasia. In desiring to please the Father. He inherited something that now 
made him superior than all the angels the denying of that soulish realm took him to the highest place the highest place in heaven the right hand side of the father and that is what happens to you every time you deny your flesh amen deny the desires of your soulish realm the more the enemy tells you the more you learn to say no yes the more you are being raised up in the spirit realm the more your spirit begins to grow you can only resist the flesh according to the capacity of you paying attention to the word wow wow the more the word of god is in you mm. the more you are able to resist the flesh that is why the bible says in psalm 119 that the way a young man is able to keep himself in the lord is by guarding his ways according to the word of god mm. the more he's able to become one with the word of god the more he denies his flesh yes. man of god if you'll permit me i have yes. it here in psalm 119 as you said verse 9 In the King James version it says wherewith all shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word the word of the lord yes when you take heed according to the word so the level at which you take heed of the word mm. is a level at which your spirit now grows my goodness that is what happens to your spirit every time you take heed of the word of god mm. you pay attention to the word of god when you when you hear the word take heed of the word of god there's so many dimensions to that number 1 is the level of attention to the detail yes okay two the way you execute it in your life oh that oh. obedience to that word that diligence to the word mm-hmm. three the way you guard that word in your life because just because the seed is sown does not mean that it is safe now because you know the birds of the air are going to come to steal it so it is not enough that you receive it you have to sustain the word in it mm. and the word that is sustained is what is causing your spirit to grow mm. and this is the same even for the angels when you see somebody being said as they are the messengers of the lord they are people that stand before the lord mm, yes. yes and that is what causes them the word that they respond to is what will cause strength in them hey. psalm 103 and verse 20 you will see how the angels the way they excel in their strength is because of their obedience to the lord Man of God if you'll permit me once again I have it here in Psalm 103 verse 20 as you said Bless the Lord ye his angels that excel in strength mm. that do his commandments hearkening unto the voice of his word Okay so the word excel is to surpass mm. that means there is multiplication in the strength so an angel can have more strength depending on his level of hearing God Hey. Okay. One more time and I've got. Bless the Lord, ye his angels, 
that excel in strength. Okay, so they are excelling in strength. Yes. How so? How does? How they are saying we are we are blessing the bless the Lord, because those angels, these guys have they have excelled in strength, mm-hmm. increasing, surpassing in strength. How so? How does our strength increase? Go on. That do his commandments, hearkening to the voice. That do his commandments. Yes. Obedience to his commandments. Now, this explains why there was also angels that did not obey his commandments. Oh. So that means if excelling strength comes from obey obedience to his commandments. Mm-hmm. That means what happens to somebody who disobeys god's hey, commandments hey hey so there is also a group of angels whose strength is weakened mm. because of disobedience to the commandments yes so don't you ever be afraid of those angels come on amen those wow. angels that fallen angels wow. those are the ones that have been weakened in strength mm. so that's what children of god needed to remember we are living a life fearful of demons that have decreased in strength hey the strength are weakened today you shall have greater strength than those in the mighty name of jesus amen why because the word of god coming to you is strengthening your strength amen your strength is you are now being excelled hey in that strength Yes. Okay. Go on. Obeying commandments and the second part. And hearkening unto the voice of his word. Oh, there you said taking <laughs> heed again. Before we heard the young man has to take heed. Mhm. Talking about angels and you're talking about the same uh, word in context. Mm-hmm. Hearkening. Taking heed of his words. Mandori antana. Do you see why the enemy will not want you to pay attention to God's word? because the more you grow in understanding the more this word this live word this rema word wow. this revelation coming into your spirit is creating great strength yes. not just strength you it's going to, it is it is an active word mm. not a passive mm. word it is a action yes. means it is accelerating Hey. is going from glory to glory hey, hey. from faith to faith ah come on my come goodness, on my i hope the people of god are with me today hey, you see you can you need to understand there is a difference between the word hearing his voice and obeying his commandments mm. there's a difference that is why it is put in two different categories mm-hmm. read that one more time man of god angels that excel in strength he is angels that excel in strength that do his commandments do his commandments one obedience to his commandments yes. his commandments that is already known yes. his ways that is already known okay that is logos mm. the written commandments yes. the principles okay the second part hearkening unto the voice of his word oh so there's already one that is already written that you obey mm. and two there is a spoken word that he speaks the voice that is still speaking the voice that is speaking now oh. the voice that is speaking tomorrow bringing both 
together is what caused combustion is what causes your strength mm. to excel mm. so we have to understand what happened in heaven right that's something we we have to probe if if this interests you we'll, we'll try and probe that how how did how did angels without flesh in heaven still sin was found in them mm. they didn't have flesh no because we have this and this flesh is evil this flesh this flesh we keep beating up this flesh yes but they didn't have flesh in heaven no they didn't so how was sin found in them <laughs> oh no we are stirring up too many things today in one service please tell us prophet <laughs> because that's that's what we do we we tend to down look upon the flesh as if that is a burden and we miss out on certain truths in realizing so we will study that we if, if i touch that today we won't be going home today <laughs> so we'll we'll hopefully if you remind me we'll touch that next week but let me let me show you this with 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 the angels hmm. was continue in the book of hebrew chapter 1 yes From to which of the angels said he at any time thou art my son mm. this day i have begotten thee so there is a group of people that are still excelling in strength mm. by how they take heed of the voice mm. and how they keep his commandments okay two dimensions rantha brokosia naf yet these guys don't have the grace of sonship oh Wow. That is what makes us different. Okay? And go on. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. Mhm. And again, when he bringeth in the first begotten mm-hmm. into the world, he saith, mm-hmm. and let all the angels of God worship him. Okay? And of the angels he saith. Okay, now this is this is our topic now. Go on. and of the angels he saith hmm. who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flame of fire ah uh, which of these angels now he is not talking about the make of these angels hmm. both are important he's talking about how jesus is superior hmm. and then now he starts talking about the angels and he's now trying to explain the make of these angels okay and he puts them in two categories he starts talking about how the angels are and of the angels he saith who maketh his angels spirits they are spirits okay and his ministers a flame of fire okay the word spirits in the root word they talk about wind Mm. Okay. So angels as winds and and ministers a flame of fire. Okay, ministers a flame of fire. Yes. When well, this is the detail I need to understand. He's talking about angels as winds. Yes. And his ministers as fire. But both angels and ministers were under one group. That is the angels. 
read that again oh again you, you'll see that because it wow. is in inverted commas yes one more time and of the angels he saith and of the angels so who are we talking about he's talking about the angels the angels okay he saith who maketh his angels spirits mm -hmm. and his ministers a flame of fire so this is referring to his angels he's saying about the angels he says this and in inverted commas angels as wind and ministers as fire yes my goodness is there a confusion or is the confusion in our limited perspective? We have definitely been limited. <laughs> Let me leave this for next week. Because I want to go in depth. And I know for sure that if I start now, I won't do justice to this topic. So I want you to begin to pray right now. People of God, the Lord is doing something in among us. Amen. The Lord is taking us away. If I cannot begin to describe to you what I'm feeling right now, I know that this word has come in the fullness of power. Mm. And some of you are growing tall. Yes. Some of you are growing in your spiritual stature. You, this week, you will be careful to walk in his ways. This week, you will be careful to follow his commandments. His commandments will be a delight to you. You will enjoy. It won't be a burden. God is raising an end time army. An end time army. Oh, Rabbi Baba Sente, the great revivalists. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. In the spirit. I'm seeing light, one, two, three, four locations, four locations, simultaneous revival eruptions. Mando Brakaya Sekete is going to envelop the earth. We are moving into a place of great persecution and great revival. Lebrokosia, the gates of hell shall come ferociously against the children of God. And simultaneously, the Lord shall raise up Elijah's. The spirit of Elijah shall be upon them and they shall call forth the fire of God. The consuming fire of God. Before he makes angels his wind and ministers flames, there are going to be great revivalists. That Lord shall rise up in the days to come and they shall host mighty revivals, says the Lord. This fire will burn so bright that demons will not be able to fight them. Gates of hell shall not be able to prevail them. God is raising up a generation with the DNA of fire and they shall be carried as the wind. Oh, Rata Brukosia, people of God, begin to speak in tongues all over your place, wherever you are listening from. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Lift your voice, lift your voice, lift your voice. The Lord cannot release a word like this today and not release power with His word. Because His word is power. We read about it today. His word 
He made the universe with power. Today, the Lord, the hand of the Lord, the finger of God is coming down as you are hearing this word. The finger of God is locating certain people. Wherever you are, you know this word is stirring you up. You know there's fire in your bones. And I'm telling you, right now, the finger of God is coming and touching certain individuals in many different locations. Receive it right now. I can tell you something. This word is birthing revivalists. This word. There is, it is not a coincidence that we start the topic with revival. And we are concluding with revival. This certainly, God is raising up a generation with not just emotions, but with understanding. People that does not just believe in spirit, but they're very interested in spirit and truth. Truth is information. Truth is understanding. Truth is knowledge. Not just the wind, but the DNA of the fire is being installed to you today. In the mighty name of Jesus. There is a mighty angel of the Lord, a mighty angel of the Lord. I have never seen this sight before. Both hands, there are swords, and his wings that have spanned so tall and wide that have been stretched forth, that is standing over this word that is sent to you today. This is tearing you up. It is moving you and this is transforming you. This word is transforming you. You shall not be a weak Christian. Amen. Today you heard there are angels that have been weakened. You're growing in stature. As I said last week, he met somebody that looked like the other angels that he had encountered. You're growing in stature. And this word is bringing you there. Thank him somebody. If you value the word that has come to you today, I want you to thank him like you have never thanked him before. How much value do you put into a word that is coming to you this morning? Let that value cause you to jump up on your seat. You yes, cannot yes, be seated yes. anymore. If you value this word, let praise go up. Let worship go up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Some of you can already feel your bones vibrate. You can feel the heat of God on you. The glory of God is filling your home. You're going from glory to glory. Some people... They make that mistake of rushing to leave when the word is over. But this is the time when you need to stay and worship. This is the time when you build altars. This is the time when you thank him, thank him, thank him. This is the time when you shout and praise and begin to celebrate that the word has come to your spirit. Oh, bless his holy name. We bless you, Lord. 
bless the name of the Lord. We thank you, Lord. Of him who looks down from his holy sanctuary, who is clothed in glory and righteousness. Blessed be your name. I begin the word by saying, I sense your preparation. And I know that is what cost us to go into this deep place today. Some of you are already on the floor. Some of you are so full of the Spirit. Don't let any human distract you. You're going deep today. You are blessed.